0: people welcome once again to the party of one podcast the actual play rpg podcast where the gaming table is always set for two i'm your host as always jeff stormer this week on the show i am joined by my good friend tyler robertson for a gm-less game of monster of the week monster of the week is a game we played before on the show it is a game that i'm very very fond of it emulates well monster of the week shows like supernatural buffy the vampire slayer doctor who and fringe or, for the purposes of this episode, Dark Horse's Hellboy comic series. You see, this is not just a game of Monster of the Week. This is a special crossover comic between Hellboy and a very special property, very close to my heart, The Amazing Screw-On-Head. You see, a while back, I had tweeted that I had absolutely loved the short-lived one-episode wonder, The Amazing Screw-On-Head, a Mike Magnola creation about a robot with a screw-on-head battling monsters at the behest of President Abraham Lincoln. Side note, if you'd like to learn more about The Amazing Screw-On-Head, I recommend checking out the episode that my good friends at the Stay Doomed podcast did on the episode. It is, Stay Doomed is a podcast in which dear, dear friends of the show Noah Houlihan and Laura Prince review shows that ran for one season or less, uh, talk about them, talk about what made them great or terrible, and decide whether they should be renewed for another season or whether they should stay doomed. I really enjoy the show, it is a show that I am a fan of, I like listening to it, I like hanging out with my friends Noah and Laura for an hour every week. And I think their episode on Screw on Head is very good. So I think you should check it out. There is a link to that in the show notes. Anyway, it turns out Tyler also loved the show and proceeded to make a Screw on Head playbook, which you can find in the show notes. And once I saw it, it felt like the only option to play it for the show. And so here we are. Tyler is also the host of You Activated My Podcast, a Yu-Gi-Oh! rewatch podcast, which you can find more information about in the show notes. And with all that said, let's throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, you, cheer me. This week, I am sitting down with Tyler Robinson. Tyler, thank you so much for coming on Party of
1: One. Jeff, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited.
0: I'm really excited as well. So, real quick, at the top of the show, before we dive into our game, why don't you take a moment and tell the audience at home about any projects you're working on that you might want them to know about?
1: Uh, yeah, well, uh, like you said, my name's Tyler Robertson. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. Uh, I'm a writer and podcaster and a recent transplant from the uh, northwest of U- the United States to the northeast of England. Uh, so I, I, write about that sometimes, uh, you can find me at my website. It's tyler.games, uh, or on anywhere your social media is found at tyler.games, but the dot is spelled out cause that's how social media works. Sure. Uh, you can find me, you know, if you like monster of the week, for example, or if you like what you hear today, I occasionally write monster of the week playbooks just for funsies. So those are on my website. Uh, And I also do a podcast called You Activated My Podcast, which is a a weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! recap podcast uh, because I like Yu-Gi-Oh! And uh, my friend Jimmy very much does not, so I force him to watch it every week.
0: Uh, uh, A fitting torture. I think that's really best friendship (laughs) in a nutshell is I'm going to make you do this thing that you hate every single week and then we're going to record it. I, oh, believe yeah. I believe is the true spirit of podcasting.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And in my case, it's I'm going to move to a different country and make you watch it. And then you're going to prove to me that you watched it by a weekly book report. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, like I said, you can find me, Tyler.Games, or in my favorite and proudest purchase I've ever made in my life, Welcome to Town. also works. This is for you. Thank you. This is for that purchase. I'm, I'm bowing.
0: So... This week we are playing a GMless game of Monster of the Week. It is a particularly special game of Monster of the Week because of the characters that we're playing and the playbooks that we're using. So we're going to hold off on introducing our characters for a little bit. But before we dive in, I explain this to you kind of beforehand, and I I think I I'm going to re-explain kind of the structure of it, and then I'm going to give you kind of my pitch for how I think our our story begins. Great, yeah. Um, So the general way this is going to work is we are playing GMless Monster of the Week. We both have characters picked out, like, statted out, ready to go. Uh, We are going to start telling the story together without kind of knowing where we're going. As we're pulling up kind of solve-a-mystery moves or things that require us to ask questions about the mystery that we're confronting, we will ask the other person and they will kind of just throw out whatever answer sounds interesting in the moment. Then around the halfway point of the episode when we either are forced into a direct confrontation with the mystery or we feel confident enough, having answered enough questions that we think we can we can go through the checklist, we'll pause, we'll go through the mystery-solving checklist uh, piece by piece, fill out those answers, and then actually confront the mystery at the very end, at the like the back half, back third of the episode at our big climax. So, my pitch to you hey. is... I think that what I'd like to do is basically you, since your character, who I'm holding off the reveal on until you've, until you emerge dramatically.
1: Yeah. I'm wondering how you're going to explain this without saying the characters.
0: I think that you're coming out of like a hibernation because Mm -hmm. I think you've been tapped for a case. Oh, okay. So I think it's like a modern day mystery that like you are being pulled out of your home, out of your, your timeline for, to like solve this mystery with us. Whether it whether it has to do with you or it has to do with like – or it's just a general mystery that we need your skills on. I haven't decided yet. What do you think about that?
1: I love that. That's great. All right.
0: Then I think that's what we're going to go with. Okay. So I think it is like the early to mid-90s, right? Like it's that very kind of Dark Horse Comics sort of perennial 90s where everyone is very heavily inked in black. You know, we've all, we're all wearing brown trench coats for some reason.
1: Cause they're the most fashionable article of clothing a person could own, obviously.
0: Sure. And what, where is, where, where does, where does our mystery start? Let's come up with a good solid, like, mystery hook that can bring in at least our first of our protagonists who can then tap the second.
1: Yeah. Um, Man, are you thinking like are you thinking like what's a spooky place? Are we getting yeah, spooky with what's this? A,
0: what's a good spooky location that something like mysterious is happening?
1: I so uh, in in Portland where I used to live, there were if you go far enough outside of Portland, there are these like orchards where the mist and the fog would hang real low. And i'm I'm picturing something like that I don't know where in the world but but some sort of just misty creepy forest
0: yeah because I, I was thinking like there's a lot of like that that dark horse aesthetic is a lot of like old ruins yeah and like misty forests so that's real good. So what I think it is is we open on like two backpackers like walking through this wood and maybe they see a shape like move between two trees and they're like, what was that? Are we and they keep walking and we get a few of those predator like camera angle shots. Ooh. And it's yeah. like what the And like And I think they come upon Maybe it's like an altar or like a stone hedge situation.
1: Yeah, like like where the where the forest has just been cleared by something and then there's there's some sort of like stone something in the middle. Perfectly polished, like marble obelisks is what i'm picturing
0: i love it so it's like it's like it's not i don't think it's that kind of ancient fey magic looking thing i think it is too polished and too clean by half and arranged at angles that are slightly too geometric
1: right like it's been engineered
0: yeah and then like they're standing around and we kind of get we see the front of them right we see them shot from like the panel is them shot from the waist up and we just see like a figure rise behind them, and then two hands, one on each of their shoulders. Ooh, and then just a bl- and then the rest of the page is just like a black, is like a cut to black panel.
1: Yes, definitely. Now, okay, now describe the hands for me. What do the hands look like? Um, because I'm, I'm picturing they're not people.
0: Yeah, no, they're definitely not. I think people. I think there's.
1: I is think like there's
0: a, too many fingers. Yes. Right? And I think they are like somewhere between hands and talons,
1: so yes, they're long
0: definitely. and spindly and winding.
1: And I'm, I'm definitely picturing this in uh, sort of as you were describing this like inky blackness sort of art style where yep. in this style that the hands are all shadow. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's yeah, It's just yeah, a yeah.
1: solid sort of mass of black with too many fingers.
0: Actually, I'm going to add one more detail because I think it's real good and horrifying. Hmm. I think we get a few shots. Like I think I think it's like a page length spread of like these two backpackers, like hikers. I think one of them's got a big stick, you know, big backpacks, real hiker hiker-ass hikers, right? Right, 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 right. Like the most hikers that have ever been.
1: This is how they identify as as people, this is their purpose in life.
0: Yeah. And I think that we see the shadow rise behind them as they're just like talking through I think they're talking through, like, the obelisks like we were, and mm. then we see, like, a yellow eye pop up from the shadow, and then two more, and then two more, and then the hands reach over and grab their shoulders.
1: Shit, that's good. Right? That's really good. I love that.
0: And so then, I now I think is when we get to introduce the first of our two characters, because I think, like, we have this, and then kind of almost Law & Order style, we cut back To, like, uh, we cut back to my character just standing around sort of the general area where these, like, people have been reported missing.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, this is fun. I get to introduce my character
1: now. Oh, man, yeah. Oh, here, here, let me set you up for it. Because I I think your character, uh, the first sound that we hear as sort of the camera, uh, uh, I'm picturing, like, a crane shot comes down on the scene uh, sort of behind your character. We Mm -hmm. hear a walkie-talkie. Uh, mm-hmm. With a sound that modern walkie-talkies don't make, it's sort of that like beep 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 beep, mm-hmm. beep, beep like old time radio sound. Uh, and d- describe your character answering that call.
0: Uh, I think what we see is I think like I think the panel transition is we see one of these yellowy eyes, and it sort of loses its shape and sort of like wobbles and wafts, and it transitions into. We see the next panel is the butt of a cigar that is very stubby. And it's like that transition into the butt of the cigar being held in a big red mouth as like we see with a beep, the beeps are coming in. I grab it with my smaller hand and we cut back and I'm holding it. Yeah, I'm
1: on the scene. What's up? Uh, so the, the voice on the other end is, uh, Tom Manning, uh, who's Mm -hmm. the FBI, uh, sort of, uh, uh, PR guy basically he's the one that, that sort of talks to the public and he's, he's radioing you and you can hear a crowd behind him and uh, he, he's freaking out at you and he goes tell me what's going on I, I've got people hounding me uh, for a story right now you need to give me something to tell them now come on
0: Tom people and use your job and then we pan around and we see me special agent of the Bureau of Paranormal Research and Defense codename Hellboy Standing there, big stone fist, brown leather trench coat, BPRD T-shirt, gun on my holster, holding my cigar stub in my big stone hand, (laughs) but walkie-talkie in my other hand. Talking people's do your job, finding and killing monsters is mine. You do your job, I'll do mine. Click, walkie-talkie
1: back on my (laughs) wrist. He, like, starts to say something right before you click, and it's just completely cut off.
0: And I think we, we, we pan around, and we see that I am, like, around these obelisks, or around, like, the forest in general. And we just get that little, like, narration box, that little inner thought monologue box of just... Alright, time to figure this out. We got two lost hitchhikers, an ancient structure, something mysterious is happening... And where there's something mysterious, that's where they send me. Yep. And I absolutely. start like overturning stones and jabbing at all the lisks and things like that.
1: Yeah. Uh I think that might be our first move of the day then. Uh yeah. do you wanna do a uh, investigative mystery roll? I sure will. Awesome. So that's a roll plus sharp. Alright. Should we say while you're finding dice which uh what playbook oh, yeah. you're running?
0: Yes, I am playing the Summoned Playbook, which is specifically a, a monster, a summon that is a monster that has been brought to brought to Earth by the villains and has some some vague sense of destiny, but is mostly just here to do a job. Right, it is explicitly in the rule book stated as, if you want to play somebody like hellboy you should play
1: the summoned. it is one million hell, percent hellboy it's fantastic so
0: i am going to be rolling uh i'm going to be rolling sharp minus one
1: cool okay because
0: i am charm minus one cool plus zero sharp minus one tough plus two and weird plus two oh that perfect. feels right that, that feels right
1: that feels exactly correct
0: I'm gonna get into some trouble trying to talk my way out of things and have to
1: punch <laughs> my way out.
0: Uh, that is an eleven.
1: oh Good wow. Roll okay to start so off the game. That's perfect. yeah. so when you investigate a mystery, roll plus sharp on a ten plus hold two, one hold can be spent to ask the keeper one of the following questions. Uh, and then we've got a list of questions. So what do you want to ask? you got two? Let me pull up my let me pull up my basic moves, actually. Great. I, I right, definitely, realized. I definitely, I don't mind sharing this with you. I watched Hellboy like this afternoon to try and prep for this. And the whole time I was thinking, man, I'm really glad that Jeff is Hellboy and not me.
0: <laughs> I feel good. I, this is a this character is great. I feel very great. good about. All right. I'm going to ask. Uh, I'm going to ask. Let's see. Investigate a mystery. What is being concealed here?
1: Oh. um, As you... Sort of investigate uh, and move some of these, you know, very well constructed, polished marble obelisks around, uh, you realize that, you know, even though it's not obvious from the ground, from the air, you would be able to recognize a pattern that they're forming. Mm. Uh, and it's not a pentagram. It's not. Um, you know, a star of any kind, it's a, I'm going to say it's like nine sided, Mm -hmm. uh, and it's like three triangles are overlaid one on top of the other sort of offset, like Mm -hmm. on the X axis a little bit each time. Yeah. And you kind of see that, I think in a, in a frame where there's a, there's a shot of just above and you see. You know, sort of your red head uh, with the you know the horns filed down, and you see maybe the tops of a couple other BPRD agents mm-hmm. there. I don't know if if anyone's there with you. If they are, they're probably not doing much.
0: Yeah, I think I think I'm here by myself. I think this okay, is one perfect. of those like I've I think this is one of those I'm I've caught con- I've like basically they've basically said like there's something here we can't necessarily put our people on the field because we don't fully know what we're dealing with.
1: That's great. That's great.
0: So I guess my follow-up question then is, what happened here?
1: Oh, okay. So from the... Once you kind of figure out that this pattern is here, uh, you see in the centers of sort of two of these triangles, sort of the two triangles on the sides, uh, part of the underbrush has been brushed away, you know, where the leaves and the grass are. uh, And... You can see uh, the walking stick that we Mm -hmm. saw in a couple panels ago of one of the hikers. And not footprints, but sort of like, like if somebody on skis had walked through here, just these, these Mm -hmm. thick lines uh, going away into kind of where the forest is uh, and then ending at the tree line. Mm. Uh, and, uh, you see as you find the stick, uh, you know, maybe a a glove or something has been left behind as well.
0: Hmm. So then, yeah, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to like, I look at the footprints and I think about like the structure of everything and I grab back, I grab back my radio and I like flick it and we hear Tom Manning for half a second being like, you've got something for me. There's a lot of people. And then I flick it, like I change the channel on it. Perfect. Let him let him stew, Abe.
1: And uh, you hear this sort of underwater voice answer, uh, "Yes. Did you did you find anything?"
0: Yeah, but nothing good. Something something happened here. We're looking at something big, but more importantly, we're looking at something that has been here a while. This whole area is basically a monument. You, uh, we're gonna need, we're gonna need backup. We're gonna need somebody that knows the history of this area and the history of, the history of, I don't know, weird shit in America.
1: Hmm. Better
0: than anybody.
1: Abe uh, kind of lets lets a few bubbles out, and uh, he's he's calling you from his his tank phone, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he goes, well. Uh, Big, mysterious, ancient ruins are sort of the BPRD's, uh, uh you know, uh, soup du jour, as it were, but, uh, I'll, I'll see what I can do.
0: Alright, I'll meet you back. I'll meet you back at headquarters. I gotta think about some stuff. Manning! how do I get, what, what have you got? What did you see? Hold down the fort. Quick,
1: I'm picturing a sort of a like a cutaway shot of, of Tom Manning on TV somewhere. And he's uh, just saying uh, like weather balloons and swamp yep. gas over and over again.
0: And then like as we I think we see the TV of him explaining all of this. We cut back to BPRD headquarters where I think I am being briefed. I'm being briefed on our expert on matters uniquely American historical as I think, like, I think we're, I'm being informed by agents, right? Like, I'm walking along and they're like, well, unfortunately, the this area is, like, prone to these sort of supernatural instances. Whatever we're dealing with is, we're, we're fighting it on its home turf. So, we need somebody that can understand the history of this area better than, and honestly, any of our agents or records have. Luckily, we have found just the agent. Hellboy, meet your new partner, and I think... What we see, what is, what do we, what do we see specifically? I'm picturing like a coffin opening.
1: Uh, you know what? I think it's better than a. I <laughs> I think, well, it might be better or worse than a coffin. You know, those like, um, those metal, uh, coffee containers, like mm-hmm. the Folgers cans. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a big one of those that's got like a, like a crummy plastic lid. hmm Uh, and it looks like it's been buried for, you know, a century, right? Yeah. And, uh, the, the, somebody walks over and, uh, you know, one of the agents puts on these sort of white cotton gloves and he cracks the the seal on the plastic lid. And, uh, as you, as the camera sort of pushes up towards the top of it, and I think it really is honestly just like a coffee can, uh, it, you look inside and inside is a dull gray, metal head with instead of a neck a long screw and uh, two yellow eyes sort of blink to life and uh, the, the head inside goes ah America needs me Hellboy meet your new partner
0: the amazing screw on head there are two histories
1: One that is told and one that isn't. I, Abraham Lincoln, do order that America's strangest, most secret histories will only be recorded in one book. These are the adventures of the amazing Screw-On Head.
0: We cut back from the end of the theme song, and Hellboy, we just watched the cigar fall from his mouth, and he just mutters, You're kidding me
1: and uh, screw on head is being sort of uh, pulled out of the can and uh, placed on a little pedestal by one of the agents and uh, you're sort of getting the the brief right like somebody's mm-hmm. telling him what happened and he goes "Ah, well yes when we uh, proposed westward expansion we knew that there would be ancient civilizations out there that would most likely reappear uh, it's not surprising that one would appear I'm sorry what year is it
0: it's uh Nineteen
1: ninety six. Nineteen ninety Well, that does match many of the astrological calendars that I studied before I went under, but it has been a time. Um and he sort of looks around. I'm going to need a body.
0: Alright, I believe that is one of your moves, is it not?
1: It is in fact. So I am playing the amazing scroll on head uh sheet uh, that I wrote, and I. this is the first time I've been, been able to play a playbook that I wrote, so this is exciting for me. Uh, when the game starts, I get a new body. That's kind of Screw-On-Head's main deal is he has detachable bodies. Uh, when you get a new body, uh, I get to describe its look and select two moves that I get to take. Uh, I'm going to say, and I know you've got the sheet pulled up here as well, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to say that this body has a portable library, and, uh, and I'm going to say it's got a jetpack. Okay. Uh, and then I've got, uh, we'll just say a fist for now for my my piece of gear. And then I'm going to take that first list of ratings. Uh, unlike other Monster of the Week characters, I get a new set of ratings with everybody, so I'm just going to take charm minus one, cool minus one, Sharp zero, uh, tough plus two, and uh, oops, that should be weird plus two.
0: I am just going to real quick pick pick my moves. I'm going to go with what are you looking at, and should I feel that? My gear is a super hand cannon with a big sword,
1: and you're oh. taking the uh, the super hand cannon not the red right hand
0: you're right i didn't even see the red right hand it's gotta be the red right hand <laughs> the one the, the one magnum. that's literally the
1: hey look at me i'm hellboy
0: and then the hand the hand magnum and a big sword all right perfect great so i think what i i think i'm gonna call for i think i'm also gonna call for a uh an investigate mystery move from you as great, you're yeah. kind of rattling off these factoids about the neighborhood so to speak
1: yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let me go ahead and roll for that. Uh, that's going to be oh, just plus zero. Found my dice here. I got my my heaviest metalist dice here to roll, so we'll get that good audio. And that's going to be a nine.
0: All right, on a seven and nine, hold one and ask one question.
1: Great. Um, I am. I'm curious about what it was going to do.
0: Um, I think what you, I think we actually like, you're rattling off sort of these, these factoids. And I think we cut back, we get like a brief shot. I think, okay, I think I know exactly what we see. I think we cut back to like the area itself, right? Like the forest. Okay. And I think you're looking around and you have this flash of recognition and we get the briefest shot of like, back to like 200 like a hundred years ago 1896 where you are here and you are I think you are seeing I think it's you like punching some shadowy shape like if we see it close up we just see you throwing punches and then you look up your eyes go wide as these obelisks start rising out of the ground and like mm. whatever whatever, this is whatever is has has put these here has built this was trying to like summon them from beneath the earth and raise them into the skies ooh and i think we just see that flash of those obelisks starting to like shake and lift up as we cut back
1: that's great that's great so i'm i'm picturing like I'm sort of, uh, the portable library I'm picturing is basically just like a shelf in on Head's chest, mm-hmm. uh, that he sort of opens like a sliding door and has got some books in there. And because I've got the portable library, I can ask an additional question. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to ask what sort of creature is it?
0: What sort of creature is it? I think, um, I think what it is specifically is like kind of there's a dnd monster that like i kind of have in my head that just popped into my head that i like for some reason i'm seeing beaks and i'm seeing brains so i'm oh. kind of picturing like a grell
1: okay which yeah, is like yeah, a yeah. brain
0: with a beak and tentacles yeah but like with with big yellow eyes but a lot of them right and like a lot of diff. so imagine like for lack of a better term like a rat king where like the theoretical thing where the rat tails get tangled together and it's like eight rats oh but for these yes. brain things So it's just eyes and beaks and tentacles, and it is, and other, it is, like, just that, it's just that. We get this briefest shot of this, like, towering mass of eyeballs and brain and tentacle that you are just lobbing haymakers at. Yeah. And, like, it starts to scream, and that's what raises these, these, uh, these obelisks.
1: All right. Boy, that is creepy as hell. All right. great. <laughs> I love great it. I love myself out it. there on that one. <laughs> uh, great. So yeah. So, so uh, head kind of gets this like distant look in his eyes. Like uh, if this is what I fought a century ago, then, and he kind of looks at, at Hellboy and he looks at the giant fist and he goes, well, I'm sure glad there's somebody else here to throw the punches.
0: Yeah, well, um, I'm glad there's somebody else to do the other
1: stuff, I guess. The protection of liberty. Yeah. That. Well, let's get started.
0: All right. And I think, uh... So I think, yeah, I think I am just now, like, kind of actively, like, knocking over obelisks and starting to, like, pick them up and shake them and actively be like if this is supposed to be a weapon we may as well know what it's supposed to do right and he's kind of tossing them around a little bit and i think they're lighter than they seem like they should be
1: oh yeah well i mean especially if they were being lifted up Mm -hmm. you know sort of sort of into the air um yeah i know uh I think head is looking around and he goes, I, I definitely saw these come up from the ground, but for what purpose I could not tell. Uh, and he sort of puts his, his hand into a, uh, like an open palm and begins shoveling sort of at the earth near the, the obelisks, trying to, trying to see what might've been underneath.
0: So let's both make investigate mystery roles. I think
1: yeah, that sounds great. Yeah seven
0: good very and i got good. an eight i think i got a six which i'm very excited oh, about Let's check all right yes i got a six great so uh ask your question and then and then from there you get to do some fun you're gonna get to do some fun stuff
1: yeah uh okay i'm gonna ask uh where did it go i
0: think you i think you remember um sort of pushing it into... You remember punching it, it fell into one of these obelisks, and, like, the obelisk shook, and suddenly, like, the obelisk and the creature disappeared and everything kind of collapsed. Mm. It, it is as though, like, the obelisk itself, like, transmuted it, or transported it to another place that it had been gone for centuries.
1: Oh, I see. Okay. Uh-huh.
0: Like, that, that each of these obelisks could... Perhaps teleport someone could perhaps contain some sort of cosmos. It is unclear. Right. But it struck it and then suddenly they both just whoop and like burst away in a cloud of purple smoke.
1: Yeah. Then um, I think for
0: added creepy detail, like burst of purple smoke that then like lingers in the air and then sucks into a single vortex point and then is nothing.
1: Ooh. Yeah, okay. I like that. Uh, so, boy, you rolled a six, huh?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, well, let me take a look at the keeper moves here. I don't wanna. I don't wanna start to. Uh, I, I have an idea for something that would be interesting, but I don't mm-hmm. know if it's too hard of a move. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I have,
0: I have a general thought or two. If you're, if you, if, but it sounds like you've got an idea.
1: Well, so the the thing that I pictured at first, up until you said that last bit, the thing that I pictured at first, and I, I think this happens as Hellboy rests uh, his his it's his right hand, right? Mm-hmm. That's the the yeah. larger one. As he rests his right hand on one of these obelisks, it starts to shake, mm-hmm. and a sound comes from it, and it sounds like. You know when you you roll dice in a cup and you yeah. hear that kind of hollow rattling sound. Yeah. It's like that, and as uh, y- you know, you kind of maybe take a step back to look at it, a crack starts to mm-hmm. form uh from the bottom of the obelisk, moving its way just a sort of solitary single crack, slowly winding its way uh, upwards. I think I'm eating a sandwich.
0: I think as this is happening I have pulled out like a hoagie.
1: I was gonna say, is that a move?
0: <laughs> no, just I'm literally like as this is happening, I think mm-hmm. we get a flashback and like why I'm resting my hand is because I've just kind of sat down and I'm like, eh, you do your you do your thing, Doc. This is why we brought you out. Damn if I can figure out what this is. That's great.
1: That's great. And then like yeah. the thing just it... cracks up up, exactly. cracks up to my fist. Exactly. Uh, and the the thing that happens is the crack starts to split and a single black tentacle appears from inside the obelisk. Mm. That rules.
0: I think I'm also... I, I, I think I want to throw in
1: a move just
0: to throw in a move. Do it. Because I kind of want, like, at this moment... Because I think making making this making whatever final confrontation we run into a little bit more challenging is I would love if there were some bystanders on the scene,
1: and so I think
0: it is quite literally like the park rangers.
1: Oh, obviously, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Like flashlights, like flashlights and and like mud boots on, like looking around, like. You know they 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 have organized a a search party of the park rangers and now they're just wading through just at the worst possible moment.
1: Oh shit! Yeah, so you see them like as you're eating your sandwich, kind of yeah. cresting the hill, and then at first it's like, oh no, they're gonna see us, and then it's oh no, they're gonna see this thing <laughs> happening. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh. Do you uh? What What do you do? I think
0: I I kind of just like drop the sandwich in the mud and I look at it for a second. And I'm like, oh, it was really good. It was a good sandwich. Okay. And I get up and I'm like, hey boss, hey doc, we got company. And I shake out my hand as though getting ready to basically like shoo them off. And as I'm shaking out my hand, I look down and I see the like the t- the tentacle like the shadow tentacle rising from this obelisk, and I'm just like. Doc, we got two problems. Two problems.
1: (laughs) And uh, yeah, Head kind of spins his head around in his body and sees the two things that you're talking about and uh, moves at the egg uh, to try and – I I think I'm going to try and not destroy it necessarily, but move it sort of into the brush, sort of out of eyesight for sure.
0: Okay. I think I'm gonna call that I think I'm gonna call that act under pressure more
1: than kick some ass. Okay, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Yeah. Alright, so act under pressure is plus cool. Great, so that's gonna be uh a minus one for me. Wonderful. And oh Jesus. <laughs> well, uh you wanted things to get interesting, so that was a four.
0: Alright. So I think um I think that I'm going to make the bystander move here of try and help the hunters oh good which is i think they like run over i think they're like hey who are you hey what what are you and they like run over i think one of them draws like a taser and they're like running in just as this thing starts to really crack and more tentacles come up and i think like i think hellboy sees over one of these like park rangers shoulder another obelisk is starting to crack and like a tentacle comes out and just begins to like, goes to like wrap around the throat of this park
1: ranger. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, yeah, that would happen. Uh, great. Um, does Hellboy want to step in here or, uh,
0: yeah, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm just going to try and cold shoot the, uh, I'm going to try and cold shoot the, the the tentacle that is trying to attack this park ranger with my giant 45 or 50 caliber pistol. Great. So what, what are, as I'm doing that, what are you
1: doing? Uh, I, I think, so you said another, another one's opening and then yep. there's one that's attacking. Uh, I think what I'm going to do at this point is, uh, just straight up grab one of the other ones Mm-hmm. uh and see if I can sort of move it out of the formation that they're in okay. um i don't know I don't know why I don't think there's any sort of thought put into that. it just kinda is something that would feel right uh for for screw on head in the moment mm-hmm. just to to save one of them if they're are yeah. they hatching is that what's happening
0: <laughs> I can't fully tell yet, and this actually do we feel like this is the moment that we need to stop and like figure out what this thing is?
1: Oh no, this, I don't think this is the thing. I think okay. this is related to the thing, but I don't think okay. this is the thing.
0: Okay, then yeah, I think these are, I don't think they're hatching so much as they are punching through these things.
1: Oh yes, okay.
0: Because I think that like, I think that the that the cracks that we're seeing aren't quite, uh, aren't quite like hatch marks where it's the, where it's like peeling out to let a thing out. They're sort of puncture marks as a thing is punching through it
1: something something trying to get in or yeah out or both
0: yeah 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 both is good i i don't know <laughs> i i don't fully get it yet but i don't know, I'm don't know really, how both
1: works but we'll figure that out
0: figure it out so yeah i'm gonna go ahead and roll uh, roll to kick some ass yep
1: perfect and that's with your uh is that the magnum or is that what is that
0: that's with my magnum so that's Great. gonna be a harm of three okay it's gonna be a harm of three plus tough. so that's gonna be a plural of plus two 5 seven. all right so that's a seven plus I inflict uh, we we both inflict harm on each other. great so I do three harm on this thing. Let's just say that I think if we can get this get these tentacles to like 10 or do you think seven is
1: good? I think seven's good.
0: Well, if we can get it to seven, we have success. Then we, like, blow some of these tentacles away and, like, give us time to make our hasty escape. So we do three harm to the, to the tentacle, to the collective group of tentacles, and the tentacles will do some harm to me. Great. What, think, what, do you think is the, what do you think is a good amount of harm to do?
1: I was going to say, because, like I said, I don't think this is the thing. I mm-hmm. think this is, like, thing-adjacent uh so i was gonna say like three harm maybe because it's harm just like good. a like a tentacle kind of coming out and it, it like tries to whip at your hand right? yeah
0: i think it like i think it just cold like i think it punches me for lack of a better term oh right? like, yeah it balls, like clocks you just, yeah and like i go tumbling but because i am because i am uh because i've got should i feel that i think it punches me and i just hold my chin oh yeah okay Is that how we're going to do this? Great. And I put my magnum away and I ball up my red hand of doom. So I'm going to take one harm and it's going to take three
1: harm. Wonderful. And uh, yeah, I can make a note of that here. Great. Uh, Yeah. And I think, I think this whole time, I think head is just uh, kind of looking around and, and seeing that there are two now that have these, these weird black, um, I, I'm picturing them as maybe not being slimy, but having like a slimy sound to them. You know, kind of the the just like yep, like as it sort of flops around in the air, uh, grabbing one uh, from maybe the opposite side of this mm-hmm. this pattern and trying to to lift it um, and and get it away. I suppose. So gonna, Did
0: we? I'm going to call that some more. Get acting under pressure.
1: Okay. Okay. Did we bring? I, I'm I'm picturing we brought like a like a van like a BPRD yeah, yeah, yeah. van. I think there's,
0: I think there's an, indi- an indiscriminate van, right? Or a nondescript van, just sitting slightly off, like out of the swampy marsh that we're in,
1: right? Yeah, I I can picture exactly what's painted on the side. It was actually a van that I saw this morning, uh, and it's it's something like Park Restoration Group, mm. and it it says in like a cursive script like bringing the trees alive.
0: But it's all slightly crooked. Yep. Oh yeah. It's been sprayed on a stencil.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's painted over like you know an ad for a falafel cart or something.
0: And the van is just rusted and not.
1: It just looks real bad. Right. It's the van of my dreams. Yep. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) uh, Okay. So act under pressure. You said. Yeah. It can mean act under pressure. Okay. So that is going to be a five.
0: Great. Good. Yeah, um, it feels good.
1: <laughs> it feels should
0: should feel real good. I think, um, yeah, I think what's going to happen is, I think you pick it up and I think you move it out. But like as you're picking it up, like you hold it, and the the punctures in it have made the obelisk so brittle that like you lift it and like the effort it takes you to kind of heave it up, your hands shatter into the thing and you start feeling yourself pulled towards this infinite abyss as the tentacles are pulling out and, like, grabbing you.
1: Oh, there it is, the the out and in.
0: Yep, I'm going to say take three harm.
1: Jeez, all right. Okay, three harm, perfect. Uh, I will say, so for the screw on Head uh, playbook, when I reach four harm, my body is destroyed. Mm. Uh, And there are special rules for when that happens.
0: Very good, I'm very excited. So, uh, I am going to, as I am like punching this thing, I'm also going to basically like try and make my way over towards where the park rangers are and try and like get basically a, you know, throw punches and fight it, but specifically try to fight it so that the tentacles are attacking me and not anyone else as best I can.
1: Okay. So Uh, basically
0: I'm going to try and protect someone here.
1: Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Uh, And that's, uh, oh, that's also plus tough. Perfect.
0: So that's eight. On a seven plus, I'm going to suffer all of the harm they were going to get. So I will take, I'll take four harm here and bump that down to, bump that up down to two. So I'm going to be at three harm.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: So you are half, you are half inside of an infinite abyss and are, are being swarmed by tentacles that are like stabbing you. Yeah, And I think because you're screw on head. We're able to, like, really get violent with it because the body is, like, aluminum and is, like, metal.
1: Oh, absolutely. So we're absolutely. getting
0: panels of you just impaled with tentacles and, like, your arm is getting crushed.
1: Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm picturing, like, one of his arms is just straight up, like, flattened and, mm-hmm. like, crimped almost. Mm-hmm. Like, if if he wanted to, he could bend it sort of either way at 90 degrees. Um, that's actually probably what's happened is one of the arms is just now at 90 degrees, like right through the forearm. Um, yeah, I, uh, Hmm. I think also being screw on head, like having this thing happen, he's used to having like weird stuff happen to him. So it's not really like a panic inducing situation. Uh, I, I think what he's going to do is kind of as this, thing this this tentacle this void mass is is devouring his body he's going to study it uh Mm. and try to figure out how to uh to to you know hurt it best or maybe figure out what its purpose is yeah i love that uh so i'm gonna read a bad situation if that sounds good to you
0: yeah that sounds great
1: so that's plus sharp uh and i gotta remember what i picked for sharp now uh, okay, sharp's just zero, so that's great. Uh, oh geez, maybe I gotta grab a new dice, man. I don't know. Uh, that was a three.
0: Okay, well, this is good because actually, I know exactly what I want to happen here. Oh, good. Okay, I don't that's, think that's you're kind of going the fun thing about GMless.
1: Harm. Oh, great. GMless but is I, really great because it's a bad roll for one of us might be a good roll for the other.
0: Because <laughs> what I think is happening, I think happens right now is like, I think we're both in a position now. Like, I am like clobbering these tentacles they have like grabbed me the obelisks that i'm i'm in front of are starting to shatter and i think we are both like pulled into the abyss perfect is like where i think this goes next and i think this is when i think whatever is waiting for us on the other side of this whether it knows we're coming or not is the thing right
1: yeah yeah absolutely and i i have I have a pitch for you for what the thing is, if that's okay. Yeah. So we remember at the beginning, uh, you know, we said this is uh, sort of this, this tentacly brain beak creature with too many Mm. eyes. We see as we're pulled into the void, uh, this, this sort of like, you know, purplish blackish swirling void. We see that thing at a distance and we see it through a window. Mm -hmm. And that window is shaped like one of these obelisks. Mm. And through the window, we see, where do we see? We see someplace on earth. And I think we see buildings and we see like a skyscraper in the background and we hear the sounds of traffic and these tentacles that have, have pulled us in are coming out through the. The the um the obelisks all swirl around us and are are you know large and looming in our peripheral vision. All connect back way off in the distance through the uh, the window and out. Mm-hmm. And he's pulling the tentacles back, and you see the tentacles start to get pulled out through the window. Mm-hmm. And you hear through the the, the window uh, a, a woman scream,
0: mm-hmm. and I think I I think that yeah I think I'm just without like hesitation I am like floating, and then I kind of almost start to swim, but I just like dive hard at what at towards this thing.
1: Yep. Towards yeah. I, I think we do the same thing. Yeah.
0: I think we look at each other for a moment because actually this is a question that I have mm. and it probably won't come up, but it's important to ask it because it's one of my moves. Because I have the move freakish, I am weird and people react badly. I cannot manipulate someone until I have proven myself. So the question, and it includes the hunters, it is up to them. Mm. If I have, Do you think that I have proved myself to screw on hit?
1: You know, I think you have, and I, I think you you have only because of the way you fought the tentacle to protect another person. Mm-hmm. I think up until that point, Screw Head was like questioning of of Hellboy. Okay. But yeah, no, I, I think I think that that moment was when you like proved yourself to Screw on Head, uh, and now especially as we like look at each other and sort of dive towards this whatever it is through the void.
0: And so, okay, yeah, yeah. So I think we we dive towards Void and we come out in Hoboken, New Jersey. Perfect. Because it's always, I feel like it's always in Hellboy like Hoboken, New Jersey. Absolutely. I, don't know if, I can't confirm that, but it feels, that feels right.
1: I, I mean, I just watched the the first Hellboy movie, which takes place almost entirely in Newark. So yeah, I think you're right on. Yes,
0: yeah, so we come out and this thing is. It's huge. It has, you know, you remember it being large, right? Mm -hmm. But it has grown for a hundred years of just like steady expansion and steady growth. And now as we're staring at this thing, I think it's the size of a small building and we're both just staring at it. I I grab a cigarette out of like a pocket and light or a cigar and I I offer you and I'm like, do you smoke? Can you smoke?
1: Uh... (laughs) Uh Head kind of looks at the cigarette and he's like, I have no idea what this is, but it's never stopped me from trying before.
0: It's called a Cuban cigar. Don't tell anybody that, though, because they're technically illegal.
1: Right. And he sort of like puts it in his mouth and doesn't do anything with it.
0: That That works. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think we stand there for a second. And the first thing I'm going to do is before we go through the checklist and actually make this thing, yeah. I am going to spend a point of luck to get my, well, screw you move, which gives me plus one on going to one particular monster, which is this thing until it is dead. Oh, great. However, because I have used a point of luck and because I am Hellboy and therefore destined to bring about the apocalypse, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you to look at the summoned playbook uh, and choose one of the signs of the apocalypse that that has are that is coming into pass. The one that has already been revealed is that an army of monsters has risen, because that's like Hellboy's whole deal, right? Is he is bumping back at the monsters that bump in the night? Right. So I think that's the that's the sign of the apocalypse that has already come to pass. That has already been revealed. Right. So what is the next? What is the sign of the apocalypse that like we feel in the cosmos, or that that emerges surrounds this moment? Yeah. As we stare down this thing.
1: Well, I, you know, I think, and this just may be the obvious answer, but I, I think it has to be ancient evil reborn. Mm-hmm. This, like uh, that. this, this thing, this, this ancient once sleeping unknowable one. Being uh, from
0: beyond the stars, right? Right.
1: Uh, okay, it's, yeah. it's, it's back. Unknowable beast too, electric boogaloo.
0: Mm-hmm. And so now I think it's time to go through the checklist before we fight this thing head on.
1: Great. Uh, I, I think actually before we do that, I, I was wondering whether or not to do this. I, I think as we kind of have this moment and like realize that, like okay, it's another sign of the apocalypse, uh, Screw on Head pulls out uh, a, a, a radio handset that I think is just sort of attached to this body, right? Mm-hmm. And he, he presses the button on it and he says, Mr. Groin? And on the other end, you hear a, yes, I need a body. And I'm going to use my move, Mr. Groin, I need a body. (laughs) And uh, I am going to call for a new body. Um, So when I switch to a new body for any reason, uh, I erase all harm that I've taken and roll plus cool. So I'm gonna do that right now. And that's going to be a five. Okay, uh, so
0: you can you can keep your new body. Right. But your but the keeper places you in a difficult spot to get it.
1: Right. So, I don't know if you want to do that now or maybe after we go through the checklist, you put me in that difficult spot.
0: Yeah, I think uh I think I think the difficult spot is going to be uh that like a tiny little car comes like puttering up remarkably <laughs> fast and I uh-huh. think it has a little BPRD on the side. And like, uh, you know, a gray-haired, a gray-haired old man kind of clambers out and goes to the trunk, and this thing starts like thrashing around it. So you've basically got to like get to Mister Roy to keep him safe. And Hellboy Perfect. looks, just looks off and's like, "Is that Roy?" Oh, hello, Agent Hellboy. You, you see, my family is uh, enacted a uh, centuries-long oath to protect the Screw-On <laughs> Head. We figured the BPRD was the safest place to do that. Huh. All right. (laughs) That ain't the weirdest thing I've seen today.
1: Well, yeah, fair. Uh, And I I think just so I can say it now, uh, I think this new body is heavily armored and has self-destruct. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Oh, and and a sword, because why not? Uh, Sure. no, No, let's make it a cannon. Let's make it a cannon.
0: Canon feels good.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, shall we go through this uh, this checklist here? Let's, let's go let's through make this a checklist.
0: So uh, we've got our basic concept, I think. Yeah, we've got our basic concept. We know what this thing is and at least we, the start of kind of like all of it, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. We've at least got the, uh, the the motifs of what it is.
0: So then the next then I think the first major question to ask then is what type of thing is this? hmm is it a beast a breeder a collector a destroyer a devourer an executioner a queen a sorcerer a tempter a torturer or a trickster there or a parasite i think i said parasite or not i'm not sure i said it now though yeah uh
1: is there one of these that you're leaning towards I, i'm kind of torn leaning between a couple
0: queen devourer or destroyer like this feels like a big entity
1: yeah. I was kind of feeling destroyer, I think. I think so. Cool. Okay, so destroyer uh whose motivation is to bring about the end of the world. Yep. Uh alright. Uh does it have a name? Oh, that's a good question. What's a cool What's a cool name? I mean, you know, all the all the like Cthulhu-esque unknowable ones have names that are sort of just random. You know, syllables or an unlikely assortment of vowels.
0: What about Zorquad?
1: I love Zorquad.
0: Zorquad, the thing that was from the thing that was Zorquad when the... all things were not.
1: Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that.
0: Yep. Zorquad, the thing that was from when no, from when all things were not.
1: And I think so we, it, I think we it get that. To
0: Sorry, go. Ahead. go ahead. I think we
1: get that name in a radio call from Abe Sapien. So, like in the comic book panel, it's sort of a small, like, gray box coming from like mm-hmm. uh, Hellboy's hip, right? And we both kind of hear that, and I'm like, "Well, crap."
0: <laughs> and I think that we, I think we, I think, it, I think we get that great thing, and it's like, "Well, good, well, good news, my friends. I have found some information on that seems to match the." Uh, modus operandi of the creature that we are engaging it seems to be and then we get a full page spread of this thing with all of its beaks and yellow eyes and tentacles thrashing and it's holding cars and it just says in big letters around it Zorquad the thing that was from when all things were not and we just cut back to the two of us looking up like thanks
1: Abe <laughs> Head's like well I certainly wasn't going to call it Alfred yeah,
0: I was gonna call. I was gonna call it piece of. T-
1: Can I swear in front of you? Is that a thing? I have been alive for, and he counts on his fingers, roughly five hundred years now. So, I, I suppose if you I was must gonna call
0: it, I was gonna call it piece of shit, but I guess Zorkwad works too.
1: Well, when facing one's enemy, it is best to uh, know them, as Sun Tzu would say
0: yeah sure so uh what if we know we know it's got tentacles mm-hmm. does it have any other supernatural powers that we want to kind of throw at it i think it's got these obelisks which are floating around it and are windows to other times and places in the
1: cosmos yes definitely yeah in into and out of uh yep. other places uh so I, think, I i th- I think at Go this ahead. point too, like we saw this when it was you know first fighting on head, but I think now that it's at the height of its power, these obelisks are just floating around mm-hmm. right they're not they're not stationary they're uh running into the sides of buildings, they're scraping along the ground, they're sort of orbiting uh, uh at all sorts of of heights and you know radii
0: mm-hmm so yeah, and I think that's the main thing, right? Is it can pull things from other places. I think mm-hmm. is the main, and it can kind of just basically because that 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 gives it a lot of cool opportunities to do things. Yeah. Does it have a weakness? Hmm. I have a thought. Okay, but if you have a thought, I want to hear it.
1: Uh, well, my first thought was the the obelisks themselves. When they're used, they're destroyed. Okay. So there's a finite number of them. Yeah. And I'm gonna say it's like, what do you think? Like, a, like a dozen, like two dozen. Yeah. I think a dozen is good. A dozen sounds nice.
0: And I think I think what I want its weakness to be is that it wants to destroy the world. Mm. So I think what it is is it wants to basically make it such that no things are right because it is from a time when it is from a time before there were things. So it basically, it, ba- and it was therefore the only thing. And I think it wants to go back to that. So it is trying to just, de- to destroy all things so that it can render the universe lifeless. Yeah. And so I think the only way to, I think its weakness has to be that it exists in this space, that it existed in this space between worlds, this nothing, this nothing space where it could sleep.
1: Right. Yeah. And that's, it's sort of, it's sort of atrophied there in a Mm -hmm. way it had nothing to feed on. So it became the, the smaller version that head would have seen previously. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And that's why it's also, that's also why it just laid there growing for a hundred years was it, it found itself in a place where there were no things. So it just slept. It just, it was at peace. Mm. So I think if we can get it into, if we can Get it to collide with those, in the same way that Screw on Head did, if we can get it to collide with those obelisks, it gives us an opportunity to put it back to sleep.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: Uh, I think it does probably four to five harm, and the range will vary.
1: That sounds right, yeah.
0: And let's go ahead and also give it two armor, because this thing is huge.
1: Yeah, it's massive.
0: Uh, Let's actually go with, let's actually go, yeah, we'll go with with one, I think we'll go with one armor and maybe ten harm.
1: Oh, like harm capacity? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay.
0: And then I don't think we need to worry about, like, any custom moves or anything, because we'll kind of just wing that stuff. Yeah. So that's our monster. Great. This is the thing in front of us. <laughs> we know what it's capable of now. So what do you do?
1: Uh, so I think the first thing that uh, Head has to do is navigate around this writhing mass of tentacles, these tentacles mm-hmm. that are sort of slamming into the street from above— uh, to get to the small car that uh, that Mr. Groin, uh, or I guess the grandson of Mr. Groin now ha- mm-hmm. has brought with the new body. Um, and I think
0: I'm actually going to help out with this.
1: Okay. By great. shooting, by taking pot shots. Perfect. Uh, taking pot
0: shots and just yelling at it. Just <laughs>
1: screaming
0: at it repeatedly.
1: Right, yeah. Because if, if we all know one thing about unknowable ancient beasts, it's that they're really, really prone to taunting. Uh, and they have they have uh, thin skin. Mm-hmm. Uh okay, cool. So uh I guess I'll make that an act under pressure roll. And yeah. uh do you want to do a help out roll?
0: Yeah, I got a I got a seven, so that'll that'll give you a plus one and expose me to danger. Okay. Which makes perfect sense. That's exactly what I'm doing here.
1: Great. And I rolled a five, uh which would be a four actually. So a five <laughs> with with your help. So we're both Great. exposed to danger. Um, but what, what happens? I think you're fine. You're probably off in the, in the, the distance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't know that you would take any harm necessarily, but what happens to head?
0: Uh, I think head, I think you're running over and it basically throws a car at you and crushes the body that you're in. So mm. like it will take even more. It will take, I think it'll take another, uh, act under pressure role to avoid, like taking you know irreparable
1: harm to your head, right uh okay, cool and I, then I think so as the as the car is flying, I think then because you open yourself up to this this danger as well mm-hmm. uh, i I think that same tentacle that throws the car like knocks into a building and the rubble from that. Uh, hits your hand and actually knocks mm-hmm. the Magnum out of your hand.
0: Okay, so I think I I think I can get up. I think like the Magnum is crushed now, and I'm like, that's fine. I would I'm gonna have more fun with it this way as is, and I like punch my big red hand into my other hand, and I start just like shaking it loose, and I'm like, this this is probably more fun for both of us. And I run and I just like Superman punch it head on. Oh, that's great. So I'm gonna I'm gonna roll to kick some ass as you as you roll that act under pressure, right? To I'll, I'll roll too. an act under
1: pressure. Uh when acting is just the head, which is a thing that I can do, uh all of my rolls are minus one, basically. Um okay. I got uh that's a eight.
0: I also got an eight. So what I will cool. say is you take um what I will say is your new body takes, I think, after arm. we'll call it three harm. So after arm armor, it'll be one harm.
1: Okay, perfect. That's great.
0: And, and I then, think that your car is destroyed and groin is not, is not allowed to provide any help for us.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think Mr. Groin is kind of sidelined, tries to, to run for cover as all this is happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you rolled an eight as well. Is that yes. right?
0: So I will do, so we will each do harm to each other.
1: Perfect. So
0: my red hand does
1: it does like three harm
0: does three harm that's great and uh, I believe it is also going to do did we say three or four harm to me
1: uh I think we said
0: four all right so it'll I'll take two harm because of my armor which puts me at four harm
1: okay um yeah so you you are kind of like. Oh, well what what part of it are you aiming for when you do that punch? like are you are you going straight for a tentacle? Or are you trying for a beak? Or, or I think
0: I'm trying for a beak and I think I just crush it under my hand.
1: Yeah. And then the the harm that you take then, <laughs> the harm that you take then is actually another beak., mm-hmm. uh, sort of like as you crush this one, uh, I, I'm picturing the the sort of central mass of this having um like a stomach like quality where as you mm-hmm. kind of poke in it bends around you and another beak kind of comes from the side and and jabs you in the other arm yeah um great and then uh i kind of pop my my head out of my body as it's crumpled and destroyed behind mm-hmm. me uh and pop into this new uh sort of you know bigger body for certain it's it's sort of barrel shaped um it's got uh a really big torso that has uh, a a central hole in the middle uh and then I think instead of like instead of hands or legs i I think it's got like four sort of like pincer legs almost uh and it's a it's a quadruped
0: mm-hmm. and That's got good. got
1: maybe two like stick arms as well yeah uh, and that kind of, like, scuttles out from the back of the, the now-crushed car.
0: And so I think, yeah, so so what do you do now? Uh, you're, in your, you're in your armor. You're in yeah. your new body.
1: Uh, I think now uh, I'm going to try and uh, locate one of the obelisks and, you know, sort of catch it in its course and redirect it towards the monster. Mm-hmm like like throw it at it.
0: Beautiful. So give me that, give me that kick. That sounds like a kick ass to me.
1: I think it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm picturing like seeing one of these sort of in its orbit and trying <sighs> to trying to intercept it like like catching a football almost, but it's yeah. a really big football. Yeah. Uh so that is um oh, let me check my stats here for the new body. Uh that's going to be tough zero, so that is an 8.
0: 8. All right. Take. uh, You're going to take uh, four harm. So that's going to be two harm after your after your armor. Wonderful. And you're going to deal your harm back to it.
1: Okay. And because this is, how would you call the harm on this? Because this isn't necessarily like a piece of gear that I have. This is sort of a improvised weapon almost.
0: Uh, Actually, what I think we can do. Because I have a move for throwing large objects, an optional large object on mine.
1: Oh, okay. Uh,
0: let's just call it. Uh, let's call it after you inflict. So we'll we'll just use the mayhem rule that is on the summon playbook when you grab a nearby large object and use it. Uh, this is a car, right? You said car. Uh, well, I was picturing like one of the obelisks, like oh, grabbing yeah, then, it could- itself. In that case, yeah. In that case, I might not even call it harm. I think that's just engaging its weakness. So I think what it does is maybe it like strips away its armor and then does it like your, like whatever your normal attack harm would be, but it also strips away that armor that it has as it is being pulled into this abyss.
1: Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Uh, so that would be then three harm. Okay. Uh, Great. And, and, I, and I think kind of what we see is – I feel like, you know, Scranton has to kind of like jump to catch this this marble obelisk that's coming in, grab it with his two little stick arms, and then spin sort of midair. And it keeps its same height. It keeps its same sort of trajectory from earlier, uh, but just redirected towards the the sort of central mass of the monster.
0: Beautiful. I love it. And as that is happening, I am just punching through beak after beak. I'm going to go ahead and kick ass. Yeah, do it. Five. Oh, that's beautiful. That's a 13. Wow. All right. Let's see what happens on a 12 plus on kick ass.
1: So on a 12 plus, you get like something extra, don't you? You get uh, on a 10 plus, choose one extra effect. On a 12 plus, instead, pick an enhanced effect. So
0: let's see. Um I'm going to suffer no harm at all as I am already unstable and so I'm already going to be getting pretty beat up. Perfect. So I'm going to deal it my three harm and suffer no harm in response. Great. And I think, uh, I think whatever, if you don't do anything next, I'm going to take another, if, if if your thing doesn't completely put it away now, I'm going to take another point of harm as my wounds are continuing to worsen.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so I think then what I do next is, uh, now that I've successfully like thrown something at it, uh, I I don't know that there would be another. I don't I don't think it's as interesting for there to just be another one of those like mm-hmm. set up perfectly. So I think what happens is while looking around uh, for sort of another thing to throw at it, uh, head decides to fire the cannon uh, that's in his chest mm-hmm. uh, and just straight at like a beak, you know, somewhere above Hellboy's head. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna roll. I think that's gonna be another kick some ass. I think so. Uh, oh, and that's gonna be a five.
0: All right. So I think I'm gonna mark a point of harm. Okay. I'm definitely marking a point of harm here. Where are you at? Harm wise
1: now? Are you at five?
0: I'm out five harm.
1: Okay. Oof.
0: I'm closing in. I think I've, I think we see that there's just a big beak like in my side, and like black blood is just oozing out of it, and I'm just like. I think I think I am going to uh, – I think I'm starting to, like, fade out, right? And mm. I think that I see something. I just, like – yep, I know exactly what I'm – I think I know what I'd like to do here.
1: Yeah, go for it.
0: Uh, I think I am fading out. Like, my vision is blurring. And I, I'm going to yell to uh, Screw On Head and say – I need one give it one good push and then get the hell out of here as I start like elbowing it with my big red hand to try and push it back towards another one of these obelisks mm. and I am going to uh I'm going to mark another point of luck another sign of the apocalypse
1: Ooh, to okay. basically
0: kick some ass get a 12 plus and send it into the abyss yeah
1: yeah uh, okay. actually I
0: think before, even, not even saying I, I need another push it's just mm-hmm. I'm just I think I'm just like give me a minute and like I'm my vision is fading and I start knocking it in so I think what I'm going to say is I'm going to mark a point of luck and mark a, an abyss and then see if you can essentially dramatically pull me out at just the right moment
1: okay alright uh yeah call this, I think this is the portal opens right I, I think it is. I think it is. I was just looking through the apocalypse signs. I think the portal opens. Yeah. Um
0: as I think I am being put through the portal, and I think that is what like opens it to this big cosmic space beyond time.
1: Yeah. And I, I think I think how it happens too is you sort of like knock it with enough force to actually push the body into like three or four of the obelisks, mm-hmm. not just one. And you see from behind it, sort of all of them open at once and become a much larger hole uh, that it and you start to fall into. Mm-hmm. Um, I think on seeing this, as sort of the tentacles are falling backwards into the uh, the, the abyss, for lack of a better word, uh, screw on head is going to run towards uh, you and try to. Uh, Try to at least get close to you as as mm-hmm. these tentacles are like flopping around.
0: Gimme act under pressure. Alright.
1: Make sure I get my stats right. Yeah, awesome. This body has cool plus one, so hopefully this will go better. Uh that is a six. Uh no, seven. Seven. Whoo, okay. seven. <laughs> um
0: I think you're able to get around like you're able to get your body around mine, right? Yeah, but I am but I am too tangled up for you to uh, pull me out without drastic action.
1: Okay, that's good because I know exactly what that drastic action is. All right. Um, what are you what are you wearing right now?
0: Uh, not you, think, not
1: not Jeff, but but Hellboy. Uh,
0: I think the same thing I'm always wearing. I think the, I think the trench coat has been thrown aside. I think when I was shaking out my fist, I like cast it off mm. and like squared up. So I think it's just t-shirt jeans and like tool belt.
1: Great. Okay. Uh so uh as uh Screw on Head's sort of like beefier body slams into the side of this weird void beast, uh he kind of looks at Hellboy and starts to shimmy down a little bit. And he says, now don't make this weird and bites Hellboy's tool belt in his teeth and ejects himself from the body. Okay. And do you remember earlier when I said this body has Mm self-destruct? That's exactly what happens.
0: Yep, I think it blows up. The thing is torn into three different obelisks and it appears to like tear it to shreds, but we all know better. We all know portals better than this. And we're just watching this swirling mass of like, crimson and yellow and purple just swirl around and slowly like it doesn't close into that vortex point it just kind of like slowly like fades into the colors of a sunset Mm. and we just have to look up and acknowledge like yep those walls are open now things are gonna things can now move a little more freely between our world and other places in the cosmos
1: and I think uh, I think as Hellboy and, and Head kind of have this this realization back on the ground, uh, a I think a homeless man comes up behind us mm-hmm. <laughs> and saw the whole thing and is like kind of dumbfounded, and uh, you know maybe gives Hellboy like a side eyed look. And, and I think yeah,
0: I think I think Hellboy like b- giant beak in embedded in his side right yes like i think he stands up pick picks up his coat that is exactly at his feet and just says it's cold tonight buddy there you go and throws him his jacket and like carries head in his hand off like in his arm off as he's just like limping away on his cloven feet and the, the homeless man just kind of like puts on the jacket and is like okay you know what <laughs> he ain't so bad and I think, like, I think, what's the last thing that you, that we see? or What's the last thing that we see? What's the last interaction we have before they put the lid back on you?
1: Hmm. I think, I think the last interaction between Head and Hellboy is, oh, you know what it is? So it's Head is sort of getting ready to, you know, kind of go back into, into hibernation, but he gives Hellboy the coordinates for a locker. And in that locker is the original BPRD badge. Mm. Like, like before it was even the BPRD when it was, uh, and I'm going to forget it now, if it ever existed, it was the organization that screw on head started. Yeah, it's never never given a name, but yeah,
0: it's absolutely just like, it's absolutely just like the Office of Paranormal Affairs or something. Yeah,
1: and I think, I think in it too, I think is, is a book. Mm -hmm. And the, the preface of the book says, there are two histories, Mm -hmm. one that's told and one that isn't. I, Abraham Lincoln, do order that America's strangest, most secret histories only be recorded in one book. These are the adventures of the amazing Head, Signed, Abraham Lincoln.
0: And I think Hellboy is just looking at it with the cigarette, for a, or the cigar, rather, for a very long time. He pulls the cigar out of his mouth. Well, sh- shit. <laughs> and I think that's game.
1: <laughs> I think that's game. That was so much fun. That was awesome. Oh, That was great. I
0: loved that. That was really good.
1: Oh, that was fantastic. Thank you so much. This was amazing. Thank Thank
0: you. And thank you for making this girl on head playbook. That was a ton of fun to play with. Yeah. Oh, I love this so much. That was really good. Dang. Tyler, thank you so much for coming on party of one. This was a delight.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, and thank you too. I don't know if we said it. Thank you to Steve Hickey who wrote the, uh, the summoned playbook.
0: Yes. Thank you to Steve Hickey who wrote the summoned playbook. Cause it is also spec. It is a spectacular little like Hellboy thing. And I, it is amazing. Wonderful. So real quick, before I wrap up, where can people find you and your work online?
1: Uh, yeah, you can find me uh, on my website. It's Tyler.Games or WelcomeToFlavor.Town uh, or on Twitter at Tyler.Games, but it's tyler.games because Twitter and dots don't work, apparently.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on the show. This was an absolute delight. And now I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future me. Thanks, past Me, and thanks again to Tyler for coming on the show. That game was so, so much fun. It was an absolute dream come true. Be sure to download Tyler's Amazing Screw-On-Head playbook for Monster of the Week and tell your own stories of the Amazing Screw-On-Head. And also be sure to check out You Activated My Podcast. Uh, you can find links to all of that good stuff in the show notes. And be sure to follow Tyler on Twitter at Tyler.Games. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Then like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash partyofonepodcast. Then join our Discord community at bit.ly slash Discord. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review, a social media shout out, or a word-of-mouth recommendation. Any of those tiny, small, little gestures do a tremendous amount in helping the show grow, expand, and find new listeners and help us do bigger, better, and cooler things. You can also consider backing me on Patreon at patreon.com slash JeffStormer, which supports the podcasting, game design, community management stuff that I do. It gets you cool rewards like early access to episodes. It's a great deal, and I think that you I think you should back the Patreon. I think it's good. That's all I gotta say about it. If you enjoyed this show, I think I got another podcast you just might love. It's called All My Fantasy Children. All My Fantasy Children is a podcast on the One-Shot Podcast Network, in which my best friend Aaron catano Saez and I take a listener-submitted prompt every week. We spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared fantasy universe one story at a time. You can find new episodes every Friday at allmyfantasychildren.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Chen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Ran featuring the D&D Sluggers. A special thank you to Mike McNola for creating these characters that I hold so near and dear to my heart. I really love Hellboy, and I really love the amazing on Head. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates or about coming on to the show as a guest, you can shoot me an email at partyofonepodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance, and as always, party on, everybody.